Hey, Danger Dangers here with a quick announcement. The nomination window for the 2024 Crit Awards closes on May 31st, and it would mean the world to us to have your help getting on the ballot. A link to the nomination form, as well as a document with some of our suggested responses, is in the episode description. But that being said, please feel free to vote for whichever shows you are most passionate about. Thank you for listening, and now, back to the show. Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure podcast loosely inspired by Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dangers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. Hi, I'm Janae. I will be playing Carmilla, the vampiric spawn. I'm trying to think of what happened. I believe the phantom gave me a sword. Is that correct? Yeah, totally. The phantom gave you a sword. Not true. true? <laughs> oh my god, who did I get the sword from? It was Grayson, wasn't it? Gee, I don't know. Who, who, whose sword did you Aww. steal? Whose sword did I steal? If only someone was giving you hints. Invisible hints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Grayson. I'll be playing the Invisible Man, also known as Jack Griffin. On the last session that we had, mostly there was a lot of tension between Jack and Phantom due to the fact that Jack is still convinced that Phantom quote-unquote killed his friend Abraham Van Helsing, uh, then stole a dagger from Phantom and found out that it was uh, very useful against the undead. And I think the last thing that I left off with as the Invisible Man, I found a painting and it said one of three, I think it said. Well, I'm Aaron. Hello, by the way. Uh, I play the Phantom of the Opera, a bard, wonderful performer. Anyway, so Invisible Man stabbed me all because I took a gorgeous, beautiful knife out of what happened to be somebody's body. And they died. And then once we finally got over that, my mood was lifted somewhat when I met some wonderful gargoyles, had a delightful conversation, and my mood was only soured when Invisible Man took my knife and then walked off with it. And I attempted to charm him, and it turns out it's very hard to do when you can't look someone in the eye. I am Daniel, and I will be playing Imhotep the Mummy. 4,000 years ago, was cursed with undeath and is now seeking the scrolls of power that were taken from his tomb. And last session, he went a little bit, um, m'lady and <laughs> uh, stood in front of Carmilla to protect her from any forms of attack because, you know, the best tank in the game is going to be the skeleton man. Yeah. So we're going to be putting Imhotep into more fun situations. Let's see how that goes from there. Hey, I'm Ben Magnet. I play uh, Frankenstein's monster. I am roaming the world to make sure my father's creations never happen again, and I am the one and only abomination he has created. And after stumbling in uh, and also getting my ass kicked a few sessions ago, waking up and fighting a bunch of skeletons and getting locked into a dungeon with this motley crew, I decided to venture forth to try and find my father's diary that someone stole the prick. I also had a decent conversation with her gargoyles that I threatened to turn into rubble. Hello, I'm Jordan. I play Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, who is a lycanthropic warlock. Last session, he had a lovely pep talk with the Invisible Man. I believe right after fighting a skeleton archer who... Originally, he did not want to fight. He was really trying to convince the party to move forward, run away. Larry wanted to run, but he didn't want to leave his new friends behind. They ended up sticking around to fight. He was like, you know what? I'm a fight too. Went out there to fight, whiffed it real hard, and then got one hit in before Mr. Skeleton went down. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and jump back into the underground crypts beneath Kinda, sorta, maybe if you squint at it, you can sorta recognize it as England. England. Where we left off, you had just stumbled into a small chamber within this crypt that had a hanged portrait of a nun holding in her hands a candelabra with all three candles lit. And it said, um, kind of engraved underneath, in remembrance of our dear Saint Mary... And you found on the back of the painting that there was a little marking note saying that it was one of three. And also in this room, on either side of that painting, 
are two sets of candelabras with three candles in them each, all relatively freshly lit. So also in this room, you are basically standing in the rubble of a collapsed wall that links it to the chamber that you were in before, which was a um, very heavily damaged with time and with all of the commotion and goings on that have been happening above you. Um, so that chamber is connected to you from the south and to the west of you, there is a oh, wooden door. Real quick, Larry feels uh, a card in his hand start to vibrate and leap out. And, the hermit, your range of vision is extended by 30 feet and you have advantage on saving throws against illusions. Once per short rest, you can cast Zone of Truth without expending a spell slot. It must be centered on yourself. You can choose to fail your saving throw. If so, everyone else gets disadvantage on the save. Too bad we're probably not going to be chit-chatting very much this session or else that would be a great card. But... You have that as a back pocket. You can magically compel people to tell the truth. Yeah, but then I might have to tell the truth myself, and I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that, what would you all um, like to do? Do we see anything unique about the candles in the room, the candelabra? They appear to be standard candles, but what is notable about them is they are all still lit, and it looks like they were not lit that long ago. Can Can Larry take a candle? Just one. He just wants one. Sure. I take a candle. Anyone have a key to that door over there? Emotep, don't you have a key? Is it locked? I do. Um, I go and I examine the door and see if the key would even work in here. Uh, go ahead and roll either perception or investigation. Uh, I'll say investigation in this case. That is a five. You can tell that the door is locked. I kind of like fiddle with the key in my hands and I look at it and I'm like, and I just... Mm. Do I want to use the key on this door? Well, we're not leaving another way. Okay, so I stick the key into the door. Okay, roll uh, just a flat d20. 13. 13? Okay, so the key works. It, it begins to get a little bit crumbly. The rust kind of scrapes away from it, and it's looking pretty unstable, but it's still holding together. Okay, so I pulled the key out. Put it into the pocket that I had with my kilt. Of course, there's pockets and kilts for ancient Egyptian kilts. And go to open the door. So you open the door and you see that it splits into two paths. There's one that goes north and one that goes south. Do we split up, gang? I want to go ahead and grab the other candelabra and then kind of use it as my light source. I use prestidigitation to extinguish this candle. All right, the candles snuff out. You just see the goggles just look at you for a little bit, and then... They fog up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Phantom do something with this prestidigitation that Imhotep would be able to see? Uh, I, for style points, want to say that I used my fingers like you would if you, like, licked your fingers and then put out one candle. I did that motion, but it put out all of them. That's really cool. That's great. Too cool, can't be mad. <laughs> Dan, your call. My thaumaturgy, I cause flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change color. With the flames that have just gone out, I assume they're smoldering slightly. Would you say that's still enough for me to bring them back up, or...? Because it's fun, yes. Okay, so Imhotep uh, sees the the phantom do that, lick his fingers, and the candles go out. Just watches what I assume is the closest thing to a deadpan that the Invisible Man can do. Yeah. The pinprick lights under his eyes kind of roll in their sockets, and he kind of, like, raises his hands slowly, and the candles relight. And he looks at the phantom and says... Behave yourself. Looks at the invisible man. Behave yourself. As you do that and your um, your eyes and your runes glow a little bit brighter, for a brief moment they flicker red. Be behave yourself. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Carmilla is extremely enthused with all of this. This is hysterical. <laughs> uh, Wolfman feeling the tension is like, I'm going to go north. Reminds me of the days in court. So... I was actually going to go straight over here um, with my candle light source. How far can I see? Uh, you can see down the hall. You see that it branches off. There's another pathway leading to the south, and there is also a door at the far uh, west end of this hallway. Uh, I do not have dark vision, so can I see anything? I, I do. I do. I can, I can go in front of Larry and, and look down the hall. I would say um, because of what your Hermit card gives you, it doesn't give you dark vision, but because it improves your vision, I'll say that you can see probably about 15 feet in front of you in the dark. 
while you've got this card. And do I see anything in particular, or just hallway? You see more hallway. Hmm. Let's see if I can. So I go in front, because I have 60 feet of dark vision. You do see, at the end of this hallway, this splits off, and it also goes down. But you do see, hung up on the wall, a crucifix that sort of begins to glow a little bit as you get closer in proximity. Well, I actually see a shining crucifix on the wall. Don't know if that's a trap. It could be. Who can investigate over there just to see that we're not going to all die from that thing? Uh, I could. Uh, I'm just a person. I could. I could. Or Phantom is just a person. Yeah, why would a crucifix dislike me? Yeah. I am. A per- You're just a person too, Larry. Why don't you go? Yeah. Oh, let's go I'm together. Several steps back and decides to go the other direction. Careful, monster. Uh, we're we're cool now. You showed me some cool stuff, but if you get too close and you set off this unholy abomination detector, I will be very upset. Wolfman, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh shoot. Okay. Don't think I'm a very dexterous boy. Uh. Wolfman got a nat 20. I was so scared. I was doing some practice rolls earlier and I didn't get higher than a five. (laughs) Get all those bad rolls out of it. Yeah, gotta get them out. Gotta get them out. With a nat 20, what I will say. So this crucifix lights up brighter and brighter as you as a group get closer to it. And it fires off a radiant bolt of light at you. It misses. Oh. And because of your nat 20... The timing of this was exactly when the Frankenstein monster stepped to your level as the phantom was pulling him back. Holy laser wolf! (laughs) Well, what happened over there? Well, pretty boy, you might be right about the whole abomination thing. Are you alright? Did it it hit you? Didn't hit me. We just got out of the way just in time. I scoot. I just book it. Yeah, I want to run too. Inhotep, who's kind of moving cautiously, sees this bolt of... (laughs) Because he's like still kind of like in the doorway a little bit and decides to go the other way with Carmilla and the Invisible Man. Okay, so just to reiterate for clarity, so we've got in the northern path where the crucifix was that let out the bolt of light, we've got the Phantom, we've got the Wolfman and the Frankenstein monster. They have all moved past the crucifix and are up against a door. In the southern path, we have the Invisible Man, Imhotep, and Carmilla. Uh, the Invisible Man is up against the door. Imhotep and Carmilla are right where the junction to the lower branching path is. For style points, as the Frankenstein monster walks past the crucifix, I take a look at it, just give a little, and crush it in my hands. As you do, roll either investigation or arcana. They're both a plus one, so I'll just do uh, arcana check. 13, plus one, 14. With a 14... As you crush this crucifix in your hand, the light was not quite beginning to charge back up again, and you get a sneaking suspicion that even if it did, you might not have been what caused that. Interesting. Um, For the Invisible Man, I want to lean over and ask if Carmilla sees anything down that hallway. I have 60 feet of night vision. At the end of this hallway, there is another crate that... Like, the lid is kind of offset, and so it's not shut or anything. And it looks like this hallway was just kind of the remains of a storage area. Oh, great. So, what did you see? Imhotep, like, kind of pokes his head down the hallway. Oh, great. Is that an expression I am not familiar with from your time? You know, it's just great. Just kind of keeps staring, slowly makes his way, and again, pokes his head around the corner. Imhotep, you see the crate. Oh, great. Great, you're doing it too. <laughs> what I am saying is, it's great. Oh gosh, should we put the two accents down the hallway? <laughs> it's great. It's quite great. <laughs> Very great. Fantastic. This is echoing of vague accents. Well, great. if you guys are having such a great time, just have fun. Can I open the crate? Uh, yes. As you look inside, you find seven candles in there. Six of them are white. They look pretty standard, regular general candles. There's one candle in the center that is red. And it's a little bit bulkier than the other candles. Go ahead and roll Arcana. Can I roll that with her? Or is it just her? Uh, Yes, you can assist. Uh, So roll Arcana with advantage. While that's going on, can I knock on the door and see if anything happens? 
or if I can hear anything on the other side. Sure, go ahead and roll investigation. Okay, that's a 13 for me. Okay, so with a 13, as you pick up this candle, you can tell that there is something special about it, but there's nothing about it that pertains to you specifically. Same thing with Imhotep. The two of you don't seem to get any unusual, uh, like any particularly relevant magical vibes from it. Hmm. I cannot tell if it passes or does not pass the vibe check. I suppose we should take it for now. Do you want it or shall I take it? I have the key. You may take the fancy candle. Very nice. Dan, I rolled a 12 with a plus 6 for my investigation, so that got me an 18 after I knocked on the door. Jeez, I forgot how high some of your stats are. (laughs) So with an 18, you could see that this door is barred from the inside. Oh, shit. You can hear a little bit of commotion from inside, and you hear a shaky voice saying, Oh, God, is someone there? What's your name? Uh, My... Uh, my name is... Uh, give me just a second to come up with a name for this guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, the good old DM of, like, this character. What's your name? Please don't ask the name. God, don't Always ask the name. Ask the name. <laughs> my name is Friar Morgan. Uh, I've, I have I was down here uh, handling some of the, the rites and rituals, and then there was a whole lot of commotion. Uh, some of the skeletons were going up. Um, one of our most dedicated areas, everything started to come back up to life, and I've just been crammed down in here, in here for safety. Are you human? Yes, I'm human, Morgan. Uh, I do have a couple people with me. If you'd be so kind, I'd appreciate it if you let us in. We did deal with uh, one of the skeletons. Okay, I guess you could um, say. if you're if you're certain if you're if this is safe, I, I've got this kind of secluded down here, but I have no way. I don't really have many ways out of here, and I will let you in if you can promise me safety. Do I hear somebody talking from my door? Uh, yes, you can hear the same thing coming from your door. Uh, while he's very tentatively starting to be agreeable, I would like to grab the handle of this door and just shake it and try to yank it open. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll strength. I want to lean back to Emotep, because I'm guessing they walked up behind me by now, and ask if there's anything that he can do to possibly appear more human-like. He kind of looks at um, the Invisible Man and says... You are worried that I will not appear human. Well, I'm hoping that if we can have at least two of three of us looking human, then this person won't freak out as much and we'll say whatever it is we need to to convince him that Carmilla's fine. Very well, very well. He grabs his um, focus from around his neck, little bottle of water from the Nile, and it begins to glow. He starts chanting in, in a Coptic and his form... I want to say that sand appears from nowhere and kind of swirls around him, starting at his feet. And as it goes up, you see the skin appear around him until eventually he's back to his old, wonderfully bald self. It's a magical girl transformation. 100%. I rescind my sand effect. He goes, there's Japanese music, there's sailor scout effects going on, and he comes out in the whole uniform. The sand turns to glitter. While all this is going on, I'm assuming that there's maybe, like, some wind. Jack's just going to kind of, like, shiver noticeably and just kind of whisper to himself, I'll never get used to this. But then he pulls out a notebook and kind of makes a note about something. And then in the meantime, on the other door, Phantom, what was your strength check? Uh, I rolled a 16. So with a 16, Friar Morgan from the other side of this sees that door beginning to budge, flies into a panic, and runs up towards it. Um, not knowing about that, Wolfman wanting to be helpful says to Phantom, Oh, I, I, I think I can help you with this. If you'll move out the way, I, I think I can take the door down. Absolutely. There's some jerk in here. Yeah, so I want... <laughs> Yeah, I want to Eldritch Blast the door. I'm just standing back and enjoying the show. Okay, go ahead and roll an Eldritch Blast. I am being a hopeful person. 18 plus 4 to hit. That definitely busts the door down open. So go ahead and get a point of inspiration, (laughs) Wolfman. Yay! With a big grin on my face, I point my cards towards the door and go, uh, I blast you! (laughs) Your Eldritch Blast knocks the door right off his hinges and back against the wall as Friar Morgan goes to push up against it. And he is now thrown to the back of the room and is pinned underneath the door. But it's safe to assume that we can hear the commotion? Uh, yes. He instantly looks at the visit man and goes, I think we should break the door down. Yeah, after I, I go, 
God, blast! Uh, my big grin of helpfulness as I see this man get bowled over by the door goes from big grin to, oh shit. <laughs> uh, and I, I run in there to see if I can help him. I'm still snickering. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, 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 I am so sorry. I didn't know someone was on the other side of the door. Uh, can I can I help you? And I'm just going to like be pounding on the door, just asking, Larry, is that you? Uh, I, I, yeah, yes, are you on the other side? Yes, we were just talking with Morgan, and he was going to open the door for us, and then... Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Fenton, can you get the door for them? I'm going to try and help this man. I'd like him to say please. You want me to say what now? Please. Oh, wait, no, forget that. I'm just going to walk away. Invisible man, point of inspiration. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, why? Emotep <laughs> just watches him walk away. I'm just going to lean back to Emotep and tell him that Morgan did say that there was no other way through that room. So if they're already in there, there's no point. I, I try to tend to the man's crushed body. <laughs> He's pretty dazed and a little delirious. Uh, Wolfman, how are you helping him up? I think I'm like lifting the doors carefully off him and then checking to see if he's like hurt or bruised. And then if he seems okay, I might try and like lift him up. Carmilla does need to be let in. I'll let Carmilla in. Carmilla, go ahead and do a perception check. With my candle, I want to go back down that hallway that Carmilla and Emotep were. And I want to check out that crate. <laughs> I'm just imagining you get down there just in all of a sudden going, oh, crate. Just, like, I'm just finally getting what we're saying. So resigned, yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, he gets he gets down the hallway and he's like, oh, great. <laughs> so going through the crate, you see that they have left behind six ordinary candles. Okay, well, it can't hurt to have those, so I'm just going to snag them and pocket them in my trench coat. Okay, you do so. Back to Wolfman. What are you doing to help Friar Morgan? Healing! 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 What, what does he need? Has he said anything? Does he still seem a little out of it? Um, hell, I, I'm pretty hurt. This, are, are you, what are you? I, what was that? Can, can you help me get the door off first? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I mentioned earlier, I was like carefully lifting the door off of him as much as I could. I'm not very strong. I kind of take a, a exasperated breath and I just go, huh. I just grab the door that's on him and fling it away from the friar, completely removing all debris from the friar. And this friar is immediately terrified of you and backs up against the wall and in a panic is trying to reach for something on the wall. Don't. I, I run at him and go, no, 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 we're, we're here to help. Uh, we're, we're here to help you out. Uh, my, my friends were the ones you were speaking to on, on the other other side of the door. Um, um, I, that's, that's all well and good, but I, I, I haven't exactly had the best I experience with anything non-human today, and I, I don't know what that thing is, as he points towards the Frankenstein monster. No, no, he's quite nice, he's, he's, he's fine, don't worry about him. I mean, he's not wrong, I don't know exactly what I am either. That's fine, you're, you're a nice fellow, that's what you are, as, as far as I seem. So I go up to the friar, I, I kind of keep my distance, and I'm like, however, friar, today is your lucky day. You have not wronged myself or my companions here at all. And it seems to me that we are in quite a predicament. We need a way out of here, and you need a way out of here. We will help you if you will help us. And I extend my hand, and I'm like, so, what do you say? Help us get out of here? Roll either persuasion or intimidation. Uh, I don't want to intimidate the poor. Oh man, my intimidation is the highest one. Shit. Ah! I was gonna say why? Why is everyone letting Frankenstein talk to him? <laughs> I don't want to scare this poor man. Yeah. Even though I I don't trust clergymen at all, but yeah, I'm I was like, I say, are we really trusting the church with this? I mean, honestly. True. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just do intimidation. Yeah. Intimidate him with kindness. In the meantime, Carmilla, what was the result of your perception roll? Oh, it was a 14. With a 14, you can tell that you didn't require an invitation to get through this door. You just needed some help pushing some stuff aside. Okay, understood. Frankenstein monster, what was your roll? 10 plus 2, 12 total. So with a 12, Father Morgan stops in his tracks... His hand kind of clutches what looks to be a small discolored piece of brick behind him. And he just kind of stops in his tracks and shakes a little bit. I need you, Phantom, and Wolfman to roll Perception. Five. Uh, eleven? Uh, 
I rolled an eight plus four, so that is a 12. While that's going on, I wanted to ask Emotep, how's it looking in there? Our friends have made friends with our new friends and are trying to be friendly with him, but are not very friendly <laughs> about it. Uh, clearly not. We had something going, at least for some tact, but we can throw that out the window. Oh, I'm so glad that I used my powers here. He's just kind of looking at himself with his skin on. I'm going to apologize to him, and I'm going to pass him a vial of uh, clear fluid. Oh, interesting. And just say, if you need some help with sneaking around, use this. He kind of looks at the bottle and pockets it. It's like... I will take this into consideration. Uh, Imhotep, add to your inventory one Serum of Invisibility. Okay. Uh, with your perception rolls, Phantom, Frankenstein, Wolfman, you can't really tell what he's doing. But he stops in his tracks and kind of breathes pretty heavily, gets his composure about him, and says, All right, look, th there is another way out of this room. I can show you where it is. It's not safe, but it is a way out. Uh, have you cleared a path on the way back that I can take to get out of here. Can you speak under common? Uh, no. Ah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Imhotep is finally gonna make his way into the room and just kind of says, as a fellow man of the clergy, I wish to offer you my protection from who looks at the Frankenstein monster, who looks at the phantom, whatever else we may encounter. All right. I, and he is relieved to see um, your religious drapery around you, even though he can tell it's not the same religion. The fact that you are a member of the clergy, uh, there's a kinship there. So... He looks at, like, the anachronistic watch that he has and says, and if we could be out of here in ten minutes, that would be even better. Go ahead and roll Persuasion with Advantage. Oh, good! Unnatural 20. Ooh. Okay, perfect. With an unnatural 20, he asks you one more time, I, I am not prepared to go ahead with you, but if, uh, if the way you've come is clear, I will trust your word on this. And he is specifically gesturing to you, Imhotep, on your word. Ooh, he has a bond with Morgan. Imhotep says, we have not explored... The entirety of your crypt, and we know that there are places that are not safe for us to tread. That being said, we have a path that we have crossed that is safe, and should the need arise that you need protection, he draws his kopesh. In the name of Osiris, I pledge my blade. All right, that's, that's reassuring. Then he goes back to the brick that he had his hand on before, pushes it aside... And there's a small lever that it was covering up. He pushes it down, and a little bit of a secret path opens up that connects this room to another room. He says to you before departing, If you pass through here, this should take you back around to the cathedral. The way is not safe. There's a lot of commotion going back through there. There's some very important burial grounds through here that have been disturbed, and... I just, I warn you all to tread lightly, and he books it out of there. On his way out, I would like to use the prestidigitation ability that allows you to leave markings on things to put blaspheme me on his back. <laughs> oh, excellent. Imhotep hears the magical effect, turns around, and just looks at the phantom. As he's running past me, I'd like to stop him real quick. Does he look like he's part of Abraham's crew? Roll insight. 19. He is not a part of Van Helsing's group of trained hunters, but he would probably have some knowledge. Okay, well, I mean, if he doesn't look like he's part of Abraham's crew, I'm just going to let him know to only stick to the doors that are open. He thanks you and says, okay, I'll take, I'll take note of that, and books it on out of there, redoubling his speed as he's running out and his robes are kind of sloughing back and forth. Every other step, you can see the word blasphemy really clearly okay well i mean it was on his back and i'm assuming that jack didn't look at his back so he just didn't notice it well it's there imhotep is just giving the phantom a look just like really <laughs> you now have the opened up tunnel in front it is large enough for us all to get through it is large enough for almost all of you to get through oh great <laughs>
I'm I want to go ahead and enter the room and I want to put my uh, candelabra and try and see any further that I can. With your candelabra, you see that it opens up into a room that is dedicated to one specific coffin. The coffin is dug up and broken open. Do I hear anything? Roll perception. Yay. Maybe not yay. <laughs> That's 12. You don't think you hear anything, but there's some commotion going on above you from the battle between the priests and the undead. And so there's a little bit of tremoring going on from that that's kind of obscuring things for you. I would also like to, uh, for flavor, obscure it further by playing horror movie strings over like a light prestidigitation <laughs> in his ear. Oh my god. Mm. Mm. Nope. Imhotep's gonna, Imhotep's gonna be a good boy. Gonna be a good boy. Gonna be a good bean. Not gonna join the Phantom and be a bean oh. with, his, with his characters. Uh, well, what, do you, what do you see in there, Jack? Uh, Jack's gonna lean back to Larry and say, I can't really hear much of anything with our theme music going on at the back. Can I hear? Roll perception. Good. Okay. 18. 18? Uh, there's nothing going on in that um, room. As, as far as I can tell, Jack, I, I, I think the next room is safe. I don't hear anything amongst the, the commotion in here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I don't hear anything. Okay. So with that, I'm going to take Larry at his word and crawl... Or is, like, do I have to crawl through this space, or...? It's basically like a four-by-four. Four. You would have to crawl through. Um, all of you except the Frankenstein monster can make it through relatively easily. He's going to have to roll for it. Great. Actually, it just dawns on me now that I don't know any of the other people's names, so I'm just going to tell Patches that he's got to maybe sit tight for a little bit. And then I'm going to go ahead and crawl through this space kind of, like, slowly being a little wary because I can't necessarily see too far in front of me, but I've got the candelabra like in front of me, kind of like doing an army crawl ish. And then I want to follow behind him. Wait for me, buddy. Armilla would like to go up to the Frankenstein monster and ask what he would like to do. Well, I suppose I'll just wait for till you all get through and then I'll try and shimmy on through. As you can see, I'm a little bit um, larger than the rest of you. Yes, my darling. It does take two eyes to see it. However, do, are you going to go back through? I don't think you're going to fit, my love. Well, we'll figure it out. I've been through some stickier situations than a little hole in the wall. Being through the uh, the cave, can I check out the coffin? Sure. Roll investigation. 21. You see that this is a, a very well-funded coffin. This one was a little bit fancier. And there's a bit of a reflective sheen to it. And you see, as you're kind of looking down at the surface of the coffin interior, there's a reflection of a mosaic on the ceiling. Oh. And as you look up to the ceiling, you can see that the entire roof of this room has the face of a man with long black hair and kind of sharp, exaggerated features. It's not particularly detailed, and so you can't make out a ton of specificity to it because it is just kind of a mosaic and just the general impression of it. But you're pretty sure that whoever that person was was in this coffin. I just want to go ahead and knock on it and see if I hear anything. You knock on it, and um, you can tell that the ground is pretty dense beneath right. it. And as you push aside the lid of the coffin, since you got a 21 on your investigation... You can see that there is a name on it, but it is heavily damaged and obscured and like kind of scratched out. Can I go ahead and rip one of the pieces of paper from my notebook and take my uh, pencil or whatever it is that I have? So I want to get like an impression to see if there's anything that pops up, like any name or any picture or anything like that. Give me just a quick second to get a piece of paper and a pencil so that I can send that your way. So cool, Grayson. I love these moments where we have to make our DM get up to get shit for us. <laughs> you gotta get props. You love props. You love to see it. For audio context, I took a piece of paper, wrote down the name on the coffin, and scribbled it out as best I could. That's all that they were able to see from it. Okay, so all I can make out is the V, but everything else is scratched out. If everyone else would like to go through, I do think I can get Monster through. If you believe you can, then I will... Make my way through. You hold on to this. I'm going to give Larry the piece of paper. Next time you talk to your friend, ask if she can think of anyone that's important with the V name Wait, or something. I definitely. 
Um, can I do a, a tarot card divination to give me hints on what this name might be? I know that that's a lot of work for you, but if you can think of some tarot cards that are a, a hint at this name. Sorry, I want to do, because it just dawned on me right now that we have a coffin with no body. And I want to look at the coffin and check and see if like there's any disturbances, like something got up and left. Uh, roll perception. I got an 11. Okay, so with an 11, you can see that um, the room has been disturbed a little bit and distressed recently. The damage to the coffin and the kind of dirt beneath it is pretty fresh. And there is a collapsed wall to your southwest that leads into another hallway that you can walk down. And then Wolfman... I will say just draw a random tarot card and then I will tell you kind of what to interpret from it. So what you pull is the Six of Swords reversed, which I will send you that meaning right now. In the meantime, what do you want to do? I want to lead through the tunnel and I'm like, it's safe in here. Uh, we don't understand much of what's going on, but uh, feel free to come on through. So Imhotep kind of shrugs and does just that and kind of makes his way through as well. What's the plan for the three of you? Are you going to hang out there, or are you coming on over? I go through, and to help out, uh, hopefully lubricate the tunnel, I would like to smear my super wet, unusable, waxy gel stuff all over the tunnel walls behind me to make it so you can, like, slip through. <laughs> oh, yum. Oh. It's a slip and slide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. All right, make sure you build up a lot of speed to get through. Carmilla pats uh, Frankenstein's arm and says, Look, now you have the chance to actually be born. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yay! Happy birthday! I don't want to encourage that, but Carmilla, take a point of inspiration. this <laughs> is just like rubbing his eyes, just like, oh. This is how KY was invented. <laughs> So what I'll say with the slicked passageway and corridor, you will have an advantaged roll. It'll be a dexterity check to get through. You'll roll at advantage, but there will be a chance of some collateral damage on the other side of it. Okay. I think I'm just going to try and dive headfirst with my arms outstretched into the hole. <laughs> oh, no. So that way I can like, just like slide straight through. Is he going to like Winnie the Pooh this? I think so. I think we're going to Winnie the Pooh this. <laughs> Roll dexterity with advantage. <laughs> all right. All right. But before I go, I hear Carmela's I get to be born. I just like, there are so many things wrong with that statement, my dear. But you know what? I don't have the time to go with through with you right now. And I just take a deep <laughs> breath and I am ready and I charge. First dexterity throw is natural 16 minus one. So it's a 15. And the next one is... A nat 20! So with the nat 20, as you power slide your way through, you have enough momentum that the secret tunnel around you, like, it caves in around you as you go, and you basically, um, you make a Frankenstein monster-shaped hole in your wake as you just muscle straight through it. Just like in Looney Tunes? Just like in Looney Tunes. <laughs> and because it's a nat 20... You slide right into the coffin and have a nice, comfy, stylish landing in a coffin that is a little bit bigger than you. Holy shit. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's, a, that's a large coffin, man. So dust and dirt in the coffin splashes up around you as you land in. It's like a slip and slide. And it's a nice, soft landing, and you get a pretty impressive splash. Okay, so just for style, as I'm going through, you hear... La da 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 da. It's the motherfucking Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, motherfucker. I, I look up and I say, "Wow, uh, color me impressed." With the impressive splash, I want to grab Phantom and put him in front of me. <laughs> Obviously, I'm resisting. You better roll for it. Make a contested strength yeah. roll. That's fine. Not gonna lie, like I'm not that strong, so. Nope, I didn't get you. It's a, it's a three. And eight minus one, so seven. Also pathetic. Battle of the nerds, <laughs> but I'm a better nerd. He's a theta geek. All right, so I get up from the coffin. I kind of, like, shake the dust off me. I look, turn down, I was like, See? Told you it wasn't that hard. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the contested strength check, 
the Invisible Man, as you go to push Phantom in front of you, Phantom pulls up your goggles, and you get a blast of dust right in your eyes. (laughs) For the next ten minutes, you will have disadvantage on perception and investigation. Can Carmilla step through? Uh, Yes, you can. Is the hole destroyed? It's bigger, is all it is. Okay. Do I recognize the mosaic on the ceiling? Phantom... Go ahead and roll history. And Carmilla, roll insight. 17. With a 17, you don't know particularly who this person is, but you can tell from the art style and the way that the mosaic is arranged that you can date this back a couple hundred years. Nice piece. There wouldn't be really a religious implication to this specific person, would there? Um, Roll religion. And Carmilla, what was your insight roll? 13 plus 2, so that's a 15. With a 15, looks pretty familiar to you. Oh, shit. Yep. 17 for me. What I will say with your 17 religion check is kind of like the kinship you had with um, Friar Morgan before. You recognize a fellow clergyman. Okay. Okay. Hey, skeleton man. Get a load of the mosaic. Beautiful, isn't it? Another man of the cloth. So you said it looks familiar to Carmilla? Yes, you can't quite place why and how but it looks kind of familiar to you yeah um and then i would like to lean over to jack and say well while all that was going on i i tried to divine something out of the cards i'm 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 not quite good at it yet but i got the six of swords reversed and if i remember right it has something to do with um personal transition resistance to change and uh, the strongest sense I get out of it is unfinished business. And that's connected to the name. Uh, the, the, the name and the space, I believe. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that is an, a, an accurate drawing. As I said, I'm not very good at the divination part of this yet, but um, that is uh, what I was able to glean so far. If we're treating some of this occult as fact, I'll keep it in the back of my head, but I personally don't know anything of this occult stuff just yet. I have to do more investigation on it. I guess maybe we'll have to be on our toes going forward. Yeah. This looks like it was a very big um, clergyman. Very much, especially if our large friend can fit in there easily. With room. Looks quite comfortable. Are you comfortable over there, sir? Very. Nice. Wonderful. <laughs> so there, like, there's literally a wall behind Larry, right? Where Larry is, the wall is pretty firm, but there is, to your southwest, there is a collapsed tunnel shifting some of the rubble out of the way. You can kind of step over some of the rocks and make your way through another passage. I'm going to use my candle that I have now and push past Phantom and walk down the hallway. I follow. I follow. So what you can see, this hallway is pretty thin. This is a passageway that is not particularly decorated. There's not any of the crypt cubbies, as we've been calling them. Along the wall, this passageway kind of winds and twists and goes forward a pretty decent ways. You can't see super far ahead, but you can tell it looks pretty Uh, clear. I'll just kind of like yell back to the group and just say, looks like we got a little bit more ways out over here. And just continue walking with my candle in front of me. So as you all make your way down the corridor, as a group, roll stealth. Oh no. Uh, Okay. I got 11. Oh. 17 minus 1, so 16 <gasps> total. I got a 23 on stealth, so... Wolfman got 5. Oh, 7. Oh. We are noisy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Carmilla, what was your stealth? <laughs> oh, it's a 6, my dude. <laughs> because less than half of you succeeded, the group as a whole does not pass the stealth check. Yeah, no surprise. uh, As you're kind of making your way down through the corridor and you're making a significant amount of noise, there is a swarm of bats that is up in the end of the corridor that is disturbed by your noise and is starting to stir and in fear kind of lashes out. My babies! So everyone roll initiative. Really against bats? (laughs) Oh, my children! What are you doing? Mother is here. Yeah, comfort them. Talk to them. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that's the shittiest initiative roll I ever had. Oh my god, it's a six. I got a two and minus one. So it's a one. Wait. I got a seven. Oh, six. <laughs> I got a 13. 18. We are gonna die. 
So the swarm of bats is going to make an attack against the invisible man who is closest. I'll just say that uh, invisible man at least is just kind of like swatting at the air. I don't know if I'm actually going to hit any of the bats, but I'm just kind of like swatting. So a 21. Oh, mother hubbard. Well, I'm at a 14 for armor class while I'm visible. These bats are really getting the jump on us. So that hits, and that's going to do uh, two damage. Right, not bad. Compared yeah, back to the face. Yeah. And now it is your turn. <laughs> I'm going to take out my short sword. So go ahead and roll a short sword attack. Okay. Um, out of curiosity, and I, I'm just trying to be fair, because you said that with the dirt in the coffin... Um, and of course I got dirt in my eyes. Uh, yes, you will roll at disadvantage. Thank you for reminding okay. me. That's, that's what I was afraid of, but I'll take it. Okay, so I get to roll two d20s. It's amazing. Oh, mother hovered. Okay, so, uh, I had a nat 20, but that's ruined by the four. No, oh. no, no, no. So no, with no. a four, that does not hit, and the swarm of bats gets a little bit less concentrated. They fan out a little so bit more. with that, I'm going to rush past them, at least with my movement. Or can I not rush past them? Uh, you can run. I will say you can get just to the other side of them. Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. Okay. And I'll just yell back at everyone, just say, bats. All right, Imhotep, it is your turn. Uh, I guess I kind of draw my copesh, and I just kind of start waving it in the air, trying to see if I can get anything, I suppose, is all I got. All right, go ahead and make a Kopesh attack. And that would be a 21 in that case. So with a 21, that hits. Okay. So go ahead and roll for damage. Four damage. As he's swinging his sword, he's kind of making his way across to the other side of the swarm. Okay, so that will end your turn. Carmilla, it is your turn. Okay, so I can bet you know what I'm about to do. Can I attempt to charm the bats? Roll animal handling with advantage. That's a nat one, you guys. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, with advance, so I have to roll two, right? Yeah, so you roll twice and take the better of the two rolls. Okay, that's an eight. Still not oh, great. Still not good. Yeah, not that great. They kind of maneuver around you and disperse a little bit more to fill up more of the passageway, but they're making their way around you. Okay, well, that's cool of them. It is now your turn, Wolfman. You are still at the edge of this swarm of bats. I think since I'm on the other side of it, I'm just going to run. Roll dexterity. Okay, to just clear the rest of it? Yeah, to just clear the cloud of bats. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay, it's a four. With a four, take a d4 of damage as you're running through. Ah. All right, so as I um I try and sprint out of there... Uh, I'm like, oh, bats! And I start running and one slams right into my face and nibbles on my forehead a little bit for two damage. But I, I make my way out of there. With me, like, rubbing my eyes, I'm going to tell Larry, not too far. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm <laughs> freaked out. All right, Phantom, it is your turn. These are just bats, right? These are just regular bats. Fantastic. Uh, I would like to use prestidigitation to play light musical notes everywhere so they can't see or perceive crap and i just walk right through since they're all effectively Ooh, that is really wow. cool i really like that what i'll have you do i'll say that you can get through just fine roll a straight d20 to see um if they remain debilitated after that four <laughs> <laughs> with a four you're just focused on yourself so you've cleared a path for yourself and then immediately they go back to the frenzy they were in before. So they just, they part ever so slightly, and you kind of weave your way through. And that ends your turn. So Frankenstein monster. I can't really charm the bats, but I have a plus four animal handling. So I am going to try and make it so the bats won't attack me as I walk through. Okay, roll animal handling. Give them little kissy sounds. For cats. Yeah, it's like, well, that's a natural eight plus twos or plus four, excuse me. So that's a 12. That's better than all of us. With a 12, they are careful to avoid you as you're going through. They like you the most. Uh, mostly because they are scared of you more than they are charmed <laughs> by you. I'll take it. I don't give a shit. Okay, so you can make your way through to the other side of the bats. Since a majority of you are past it, I will have Carmilla make one more dexterity check. 
And if you want to try again with your animal handling, I will let you. Okay. But that's up to you. I want to just have one bat. Can I try and charm one bat to just hang out with me? Roll animal handling with advantage. Okay. That is a 20. Oh, oh my God. I, you know what? I wasn't going to say it, but I was thinking, like, how awesome would it be if she just rolled a nat 20 right now? Right. So with a nat 20, the bats sense your presence and feel a kinship, and they gracefully kind of move out of the way to allow you through. One bat follows up next to you, perches on your shoulder, and offers up a vein. Oh. He's a little eat-me guy. Are, are, are we going to, like blood bond with this bat right now is this what's happening a vein wait what am i gonna do with it it's so little i can't just eat the bat <laughs> accidentally eat the bat it's like a little fruit pouch little like, flying what? apple guy <laughs> he's just a, he's just a little guy he's just a friend you know <laughs> you're gonna go full ozzy osborne on it oh god please no no i just and it kind of bows its head in reverence to you as it holds out its wing uh, with an exposed vein. I'm trying to get a friend. It's just a little friend. Just a little, just a little Capri Sun. I want a pet bat, okay? <laughs> Not a snack bat. Hear me out. Hear me out. The bat comes with us. The bat constantly wants to be drunk. The bat's name is Capri Sun. Capri Moon. Capri Moon. <sighs> snack that smiles, bat. Oh, goldfish. <laughs> snack that smiles, bat. D4 psychic damage, everybody. On the Capri Sun or on the snack that smiles bat? It's the snack that smiles bat. Uh, oh, God. Oh, my God. That's even <laughs> thank you, worse. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just Wolfman, another D4 of psychic damage. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bringing you comedy gold. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you should be, like, on your hands and knees. I know. Ugh. I took five damage. How did you get five? It's a D4. Because <laughs> he made me roll twice. Oh, that's right. So, um, you have a little bat buddy following you around named Caprison. Caprison. It offers up the vein and bows in reverence. You kind of put it down and give it a knowing look of respect. And it looks at you in awe and admiration, and it nods knowingly and follows in your footsteps. Oh, yay! I love my little bat friend, Caprison. And the pathway is now cleared for you once again, so you can continue down the corridor. Yay! Wolfman's gonna have a lot of adrenaline and is gonna be just lightly jogging down the <laughs> down the hall. Just <laughs> I'm constantly rubbing my eyes and trying to like catch up to Larry and tell him to calm down. <laughs> Larry just having like the worst day of his it's life. The second right worst, third worst day of my life. The third worst. Fourth worst day of my life. What's the first worst day of your life? Uh, you got to get to know me a little bit better, but I would say solid fourth. As you get to the end of this corridor, there is a steel door before you that is locked. Hmm. I turn over to Imitab as like, do you think that rusty key can still open this door? Court, go to the guy with the key again. Of course, let's roll for the key. This is an 11 this time. I have a key too. I just want to use that one because this one is more special. Uh, with an 11, as you put the key into the keyhole and turn it, it breaks. Well, shit. He just kind of looks, he just, he puts the key in the door, eyes locked on the monster, turns and <laughs> does the door at least open? So because you rolled an 11 and you were just one shy, I'll say the door does open still. Okay, so the door opens. I break the lock, I break the key off into the lock. Yeah, the door swings open and you see in this room as you make your way through, there's a room that has a lot of like rosaries, there's some um flowers, some portraits and um it's basically just adjacent to the biggest room in the crypt. And you do see up to your north, there is a door. And up to your northeast, there is a door. And you see two familiar looking gargoyles perched over each one. Emotep, like, is still eyes locked on the monster. Pushes the door open. Makes his way in. Doesn't see the gargoyles. Just starts, like, muttering under his breath. And as you look at the gargoyles, 
the one that is above the eastern door is pointing at the northern door. And the one that is above the northern door is pointing down below it. Uh, I would like, at this juncture, to press to digitate a handkerchief that is imprinted with a dove clutching an olive branch. And I would like to extend it without looking in uh, his direction at Invisible Man for his eyes. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so... um... Yeah, you are able to do that just fine, and Invisible Man, if you're willing to take it, you can uh, wipe the dirt out of your eyes, and your disadvantage is gone. Trying to see what Jack would do, because it's like, I'm trying to rub my eyes, but of course, like, the shit that I pulled before was basically my fault. Yeah, I'll just kind of take it and begrudgingly say thank you, and then uh, wipe my eyes. As soon as he's done with that action, like, the second the dirt's out of his eyes, it just ceases to exist. I have no more use for it. Oh, the, the handkerchief? Uh-huh. I thought you were gonna say my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no use for them. I mean, I've I've never seen the I've never seen the gargoyles, so I'm gonna walk over to one of them. I think on the east that's pointing towards the north. Yep, the one on the east is pointing towards the north, and the one in the north is pointing down below it to that door. I wanna investigate the one that's pointing to the uh the one on the east. Okay, so go ahead and um, go ahead and roll investigation. No, roll animal handling. Oh, that's a plus one. So I got an 18. So with an 18, this gargoyle, as it's pointing towards the other one, you see some slight movement as it points slightly more emphatically at the northern door. So you said that I saw movement though, right? Ever so slightly. And they look like stone gargoyles? They look like stone gargoyles. So with that, I'm going to pull a dagger and just yell at everyone's like we might have another fight oh relax last one to the party what are you talking about emotep kind of like nods kind of awkwardly and looks at the invisible man and goes no we we met these ones they are they are quite friendly so we're not in trouble no we are not in trouble we're among friends any of you who speak under common can hear, okay, you're going to want to trust me in this, guys. Yeah, you want to go through that door over there? It's, uh, it, this door is not going to help you out here. May I ask what's under it? Or behind it? Uh, you'll still find out as you go out through that top door. But, uh, trust me, you want to race yourself before you go through this door. Well, it seems like that top door is the way to go. Shall we? Uh, uh all right, yeah. Carmilla pets her bats. No mischief. I asked the gargoyle, it's like, what exactly is behind your door, friend? You're not sure, and it's pretty bad. Sounds like a fun time to me. I turn over and say, he, I asked if there was anything bad under there. He said he's not sure, but it's pretty bad. So we might want to check the front door, but something's telling me we have to go through this one eventually anyways. Uh, cool, all right, well, let's go. Yeah, I tried the north door. All right, and the north door is unlocked, and it swings open into a wider room that is similar to the one you're in, and up against the wall, you see almost identical to the first painting. There is another painting on the wall of the same nun holding a candelabra with the outer two candles lit and the middle one snuffed out. And it says engraved on that, in memoriam of our dear St. Mary. Ugh, derivative. And on either side of the painting are a set of two lit candelabras, each with three candles, that are also relatively freshly lit. With my eyesight back, can I go ahead? Is there like a table or is it just the floor? Uh, it's basically just the floor, a couple of end tables that have the candelabras on them, and then the painting is up on the wall. Does this painting also look like the one that I have, or is there a difference? Or do I have to like pull out the other one to compare? Uh, it looks almost identical what's the difference again the first one the candelabra that she's holding all three of them are lit this one only the outer two candles are lit so i'm gonna take it off and hopefully expecting to see on the back that it says two of three now it does on the back say two of three okay i'm assuming that i'm in front of the painting i'm gonna look back and see phantom and say you seem a bit artistic what do you gleam from any of this and i'm going to also pull out the painting that i have and show the first one that i have and then also uh, hold it up next to the second one 
somebody really likes nuns and doesn't know how to paint anything else. Um, Nothing else matters. Phantom, go ahead and make an insight roll. Sorry, what was that, Carmilla? Nothing else matters. <sighs> Why? I'll let that one slide because I'm generous. Please, I'm so wounded. <laughs> I know. Speaking of generous, 19. Ooh. 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 With a 19 insight, you can tell that what's most important about these paintings are the difference between them. You kind of get the sense that there is some sort of a hidden message in these. And you immediately gleam onto the fact that there is a difference between the two candelabras. Well, I would say that the biggest difference is that one looks like this, and I gestured at the room broadly and the candles, and the other looks like this, and I'd like to press the digitate the two middle candles out. All right, excellent. You do so. So now we're all standing in a two-candle, less bright room. I'm going to thank Phantom and cut out the second painting and then roll it up as well. All right. So there is a door to the south of you. You could go back around to the door that the gargoyle was sitting over, but they both lead to the same room. I'm going to look at the door and kind of like listen on the other side. As you press your ear up against the door's keyhole, it just swings open. Oh, shit. And do I see anything? What you see in the room before you, this is a very big and deep room that kind of slopes down a little bit. It's got a very high ceiling, goes up about um, like between 20 to 30 feet as it slopes a little bit further underground. And this seems to be where most of the crypt cubbies are concentrated. All paper throughout the wall are coffins, which have been kind of damaged and shaken loose a little bit with all of the commotion that's been going on overhead and with everything that's been going on. And in this room, basically, there's a whole lot of bones that are all spilled out across the floor. Oh, that's not good. And as you get closer to this room, Imhotep, your runes start to flicker again. Oh, uh-oh. Between oh, blue and red. I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Charisma, damn. And it's a four! <laughs> that was the quietest shout I've ever heard. It's a four! Oh, we're boned. I'm boned because I'm tap. <laughs> so, with a four, your runes flicker blue and red a little bit, and you start to get pulled in towards the center of this room where this pile of bones is. And as you are struggling to maintain your control... Question. Uh, I don't know if my runes are glowing. I'm As far as I know, it hasn't been 10 minutes yet, has it? Oh, that's a good point. Um, yeah, it's been 10 minutes. Okay, poof, I'm back to bones. So yeah, I'll say that failing that charisma save um, poofs you back to bones. Okay. Thank you for catching that for continuity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Failing that charisma poofs you back to bones. You are getting dragged into the center of this room. And as your runes flicker a little bit, they begin to break apart. Some of your bones remain blue. Some of them remain red. And they're drawn into a vortex oh, of bones and skeletons oh no. in the center of this room. I try to rush behind Imhotep and grab him. So that way he can stop trying to move. Yeah, I was also going to say that while he's, like, being pulled past me, is he, like, being levitated, or is he, like, walking? He is levitating. He is being almost magnetically drawn into the center of this room. I will let the two of you make a strength check to see specifically how much of Imhotep you can keep together as the rest of his bones get pulled into a vortex into the center of these skeletons, and their red glow begins to shine brighter and pulse outward as these bones all amalgamate together into one gigantic bone monster. Some of the various femurs and skeletal hands begin to collide together into wings. The skulls of several different shapes and sized skeletons assemble all at the center and kind of make three distinct core groups. A whole line of rib cages snap off and form together into one large tail as these bones twist together into a gigantic chimera. Oh, shit. We are the outcasts, the misfits, you might say. 
We deal with the nightmares that you run away from every single day. We know the world is a gruesome little place. But us outsiders, we've developed quite a taste for the grisly and morbid, the ghastly and the horrid. We know it's awful, dreadful, but we like it. Just another haunted night, shrouded with unearthly fright. So when you're oh so terrified, you know who to call. The world is falling apart, we'll never take you to heart. So monsters and creatures and spirits and specters and all, let's all have a ball. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dean Dark, created and hosted by myself, Danger Dan Jers. Stick around to the end for this episode's blooper. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. We are still a very small podcast that needs your help to grow. So help us get that word of mouth going and leave us a review on ratethispodcast.com slash dndark. Also, follow us on Twitter and TikTok while you're at it, at dndarkpodcast, and give us a holler. We appreciate each and every one of you and are very glad to have you along for this wild ride. Dean Dark is Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, the Wolfman, Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, the Invisible Man, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, the Mummy, and Ben Magnet as Frankenstein's Monster. This episode also featured Janae Pellerin as Carmilla Karnstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni, recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Our cover art was created by Jordan Nelson. Listen to new episodes of DN Dark every Wednesday, anywhere you find podcasts. This gargoyle, the one with the wide open mouth that is above the northern door, says, um, Yeah, if it ain't just not good that that, this is, uh, you get, uh, you have to say something behind that eventually, but you get, uh, go through that door. I'm asking you this not as Imhotep to the gargoyle, but as Daniel to Dan. The fuck did you just say? <laughs> I have no idea what you said. I do not speak under common, nor did I understand that in the least bit. Like, up to this point, it's like, I get it, his mouth is stuck open. Up to this point, I've been vaguely able to understand all I heard. <laughs> oh no, that is entirely intentional. Aww. The things we make you do. Really, thank you.